Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. You are listening to a sermon series through the book of James, entitled, Wisdom for Life. The Bible reading is from James chapter 3 and verses 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Well, we continue now a series through the book of James, where James, Jesus' little brother, or should I say half-brother, gives us wisdom for life, gives us practical, down-to-earth wisdom. And uh, the, the book of James is essentially the equivalent, the New Testament equivalent to the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. It, the whole book is about wisdom, about giving us practical wisdom for life. Uh, but in this passage, uh, in our passage today, in James chapter 3, in verses 13 to 18, James focuses on the topic of wisdom directly. And he asks us a question in verse 13. He says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Any takers? Or, or maybe a better question is, who is the wisest person in this room today? Okay, before anyone puts up their hand and, and volunteers themselves, uh, another question, how would we know? How would we know? How would we be able to test wisdom? Would we give an IQ test? Would we have to ask everyone to hand in their degrees and their qualifications? Would we have to check all your grades? No. <laughs> that will give us a very good indication about your intelligence. It will give us a very good indication about your academic ability. It will give us a good indication about all the stuff you know, your knowledge. But that's not what the Bible means by wisdom. So what is wisdom? Well, James continues. Let them show it, let them show their wisdom by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. How do we show our wisdom? Do we show our wisdom by, by passing exams? No. We don't show our wisdom by what we say. We show our wisdom by how we live. About living a good life. Wisdom is about right living. It's about knowing how to live well and then living well. It's knowledge applied. You see, knowledge is theoretical, wisdom is practical, it's lived out. You see, it's possible to have a very intelligent fool. 
Yeah? It, it's, it, it's possible to be a great intellect and know a lot of stuff, to have all the degrees, but your life is a mess. It's also possible to have a very wise person who is academically challenged. Who, who doesn't have a great academic ability, hasn't even gone to university, but they know how to live well, and they live well. They live a good life. Now, the, um, the, the Greek word that's translated good, or good life, uh, doesn't only mean a life of integrity, a life of ethical and moral character. It also has the meaning, the nuance of, of a beautiful attractive, desirable life. Wisdom leads to a life that is beautiful, attractive, and desirable. The other difference between knowledge and wisdom is knowledge puffs up, but wisdom leads to humility. If, if you, you, you know a lot of stuff, if you're highly intelligent, uh, if you've got all the degrees, you're a smart person, but you don't have wisdom, it leads to arrogance. It leads to you being stuck up. You think you're better than other people. You look down on other people. But wisdom leads to humility. Deeds done in humility. I can remember once when I was still in London, I, I met a guy in a pub. And uh, he was incredibly intelligent. He had been to Oxford University on a scholarship, so he was incredibly smart. But he was arrogant and cynical. He was clever, and he knew he was clever, but he used his intelligence to be cynical and critical of other people. And his life was a mess. Uh, he seemed to be having a drinking problem. He chain-smoked. He had no relationship. He didn't speak a positive word about anyone or anything. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, this guy's a very intelligent fool. Very knowledgeable. He knows everything, but he has no wisdom. Knowledge, intellect, does not automatically lead to wisdom. Now, to give you the context, what's happening in the book of James is that there were people in the church who thought they were very clever, very wise. They had an appearance of wisdom, but it was a false wisdom. It was an imitation wisdom. So James presents us with two contrasting wisdoms. The first one is earthly wisdom which isn't a real wisdom. It's a fake wisdom. It's an imitation wisdom. And then he gives us Heavenly wisdom, which is true wisdom. So firstly, he looks at earthly wisdom. And we read in verse 14, But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. How do you know if you have a false imitation wisdom? James says, look at your heart. If there is bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, you can be assured you don't have a real, true wisdom. So what we discover over here is that wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom's got to do with having a right heart, having a right attitude and right motives. Wisdom has got to do with the heart. So is there better envy in your heart? 
Are you jealous? Are you envious of other people because of their position or their influence? Do you think, well, I'm a lot smarter than them, so why are they in that position? Do you become angry and bitter? Do you feel cheated? Well, if so, you're not very wise. Is there selfish ambition in your heart? Now, the Greek word translated selfish ambition was often used to describe power-hungry politicians. Yeah? You know the kind of politician who's not really interested in serving the community. They're only really interested in serving their own interests. Oh, they say all the right things. They sound so clever. But all they're interested in is serving themselves. Selfish ambition. Now, we shouldn't think, oh, this only happens in, polit- in politics. James is writing to the church. This was, this was happening within the church. And there have been church splits. In fact, many, many years ago, there was a church split here. And there were two Baptist churches in Abergavenny. And whenever there's a church split, the reasons given always sound so noble, so clever, so wise, so theological. But the real reason is always power politics. People pushing their own power position. Selfish ambition. On a side note, it's great to see that the two church, Baptist churches in the town eventually did rejoin to form this church. James goes on to say, he says, basically he says, if you've got bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, then he says, do not boast about it or deny the truth. In other words, he's saying, it's, it's really stupid to brag about your wisdom because everyone will know how foolish you are. It doesn't matter how well you disguise your your bitter envy and your selfish ambition uh, as being clever, being insightful, being witty. Eventually people will see it for what it is. Nothing more than cynicism and criticism in order to promote your own interests. Oh, you might fool people for a while. Oh, he's so clever, so insightful, so witty. But after a while, they will see it for what it is. So don't boast about it or deny the truth. Don't deny uh, that it, the truth that it is actually just selfish ambition and bitter envy. But you might say, well, what's wrong with ambition? What's wrong with being a driven? What's wrong with trying to be first, to be tops? That's the only way to succeed in the world. Well, James goes on to say in verse 15, Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. What James is saying, that wisdom, that is just earthly wisdom. It's, it's worldly wisdom. The world will say, you need to be first. You need to be driven. You need to have ambition. You need to succeed. That, that's worldly wisdom. And he says it's unspiritual. It's not from God. More than that, he says it's actually inspired by the devil. It's demonic. It's inspired by evil itself. Now, that's quite a, quite a big claim. Why does he say that? He goes on. He gives the reason in verse 16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. 
What's wrong with earthly wisdom? It destroys community and it ruins lives. Simply, the simple consequences of simply living for yourself is anarchy. The, the, the root cause of, of every evil practice but to envy, selfish ambition and greed. And it destroys community and it destroys life. Now, if we're honest, we'd have to admit that there is a bit of bitter envy and selfish ambition in all of our hearts. And so we are all in desperate need for heavenly wisdom. Heavenly wisdom is the wisdom of Jesus. So secondly, heavenly wisdom. Verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. The wisdom that comes from heaven. True wisdom is a gift from God. It comes down from heaven. You see, it's not found in you. You, you can't manufacture it. We don't intrinsically have it. It's a gift that comes from God. That's why a wise person is always a humble person. Because they realize it doesn't come from them. It's a gift from God and they are completely dependent on God to give them wisdom. What does this wisdom look like? Firstly, it's pure. It has a pure heart. Pure motives. It doesn't have tainted motives. It has pure motives and its motive is Love Jesus, love people. It's peace-loving. It's not arrogant. It's not pushy. It's not antagonistic, but peace-loving. It's willing to adjust its attitudes and behavior to keep the peace or to restore the peace. It's slow to take offense, and it's quick to apologize. It's peace-loving. It's considerate. It's considerate. It, it's, it's lenient. It's quick to forgive. It always sees other people's mistakes in the best possible light. Oh, oh, I know they did that, but they mean well. Their heart's in the right place. It's considerate. Fourthly, it's submissive. It's humble. It, it doesn't demand its own way. It isn't pushy and domineering. It doesn't insist on its rights. It doesn't, it doesn't insist on getting its own way. But rather, it's open and willing to see things from the other person's perspective. To put the other person's interests above itself. It's full of mercy and good fruit. It's full of compassion. And it actively and practically helps other people. It's impartial. It's unbiased. It doesn't favor certain people. It treats everyone equal. It doesn't favor the rich or favor others because it indirectly it's going to benefit you. It's impartial. Seventhly, it's sincere. It's not hypocritical. It's honest has integrity. 
Spend some time this week going through this list, item by item, slowly, and evaluate your life compared to this list. And ask yourself, how wise am I? What is the result of this wisdom? We read in verse 18. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. The result of such wisdom is peace and righteousness. Now, righteousness can mean doing good things, or it can mean being in a right relationship with people and being in a right relationship with God. And in this particular context, it's pretty ambiguous. And it possibly refers to all three. Because when we are truly wise, when we have heavenly wisdom, it leads to peace, it leads to good things, it leads to harmony amongst people, and and it leads to God's approval. God is pleased. Earthly wisdom destroys community and ruins lives. Heavenly wisdom leads to peace and harmony and God's approval. Now, I think we would all admit that we need more heavenly wisdom. I certainly need more heavenly wisdom in my life. But the question is, how can we get heavenly wisdom? How do we get heavenly wisdom? Do we just have to try really, really hard? Do we have to try to be more pure and, and more uh, peace-loving and more considerate? No. <laughs> That's just another form of earthly wisdom. Worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom salutes self-sufficiency. Look, I did it by myself. And of course, self-sufficiency leads to pride. Look how wise I am. And uh, pride is very foolish. <laughs> if you're proud, you're not very wise. So how do we get heavenly wisdom? Firstly, we need to admit. We need to admit our need. We need to admit that we, we aren't wise. That we need wisdom. That we can't manufacture wisdom. That we need help. We need someone outside of us to give us wisdom. And then secondly, we need to ask God. For true wisdom is a gift from God. It comes from heaven. It comes down to us. It's a gift from God. And so we need to ask for it. We need to seek it. James says in James chapter 1 and verse 5, If any any of you lacks wisdom. Anyone here lack wisdom? Yeah, yeah, we all lack wisdom. If anyone goes, no, I'm fine. Uh, I've got it. That's a real sign that you lack wisdom and you're in desperate need of wisdom. Because soon as you think you're wise, you cease to be wise. Another reason why a wise person is always humble, a wise person realizes they are always a learner. They are always continually learning and developing and growing in wisdom. You never arrive. You're always a learner. So James says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask God for wisdom, and God will give it to you generously. 
Now, that doesn't mean God's going to give you knowledge to know what to do. In fact, God's already done that. He's already given you knowledge in verse 17. He said, be pure, be peace-loving, be considerate. You got the knowledge. What God is giving is wisdom. God is giving Himself. God is giving His Holy Spirit, which will enable you and empower you to be wise, to be pure, to be peace-loving, to be considerate. And that's why, thirdly, we need to be in a continuous relationship with God. The, the verb ask is in the present tense. And in the Greek, that has the implication of continually asking, continually seeking, continually being in a relationship with God. You see, wisdom is not some abstract concepts and ideas. It's not knowledge, stuff you know. Wisdom is a person. The wisdom behind the whole universe is a person. A person you can know personally. A person you can love. A, a person you need to commit your life to. Do you know why wisdom looks like Jesus? Pure, peace-loving, considerate. Do you know why it looks like Jesus? Because it is Jesus. Jesus is the wisdom of God. And the way we receive wisdom is by being in a relationship with Jesus, who is the wisdom of God. Wisdom is knowledge applied. So the way we get wisdom is by reading our Bible. That's how we get knowledge. How does that knowledge get applied to our whole life? How does it filter into our whole way of being? Through a relationship with Jesus, through prayer. Through prayer, Jesus, we can let Jesus, by His Holy Spirit, take His wisdom and let it filter into our whole life, into our whole way of being. And that doesn't happen overnight. That happens by daily walking with Jesus, imitating Jesus, asking and seeking Jesus' wisdom in your life. And that's how we get wisdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we confess that we do need wisdom. Father, so often we do think that knowledge is a substitute, that if we just know everything, we're okay. And Father, in this age that we live at, where, where knowledge is just at our fingertips on, on the internet, we, we know more than we've ever known Yet we confess we are more in need of wisdom now than ever before. Father, won't you give us wisdom? We want your wisdom. We need your wisdom in our life. Jesus, won't you, you come into our life by your Holy Spirit and take your wisdom, that purity, that peace-loving, that considerateness, that submissiveness, that sincerity, that mercy and good fruit, Father, we don't want it to be a head nod if you want it to come down to our heart, to give us a right heart, right attitude, right motives, pure motives, that it would filter into every part of our life, every part of our being, and that we would daily, continually grow in wisdom. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.